Welcome everyone to Burlington, Vermont. Merrimack Hockey back on the air. Warriors up here in uh, Burlington to take on the Vermont Catamounts. First of two games, and it's time for our pregame coaches chat. We visit with Merrimack head coach Scott Borick, as we always do. And uh, Scott, Monday afternoon, seven to two loss down there at BU. I think if you take a look back at that one, special teams ultimately uh, seemed like it was a big difference maker. Yeah, you know, the hard thing for us in a game with them is that we want to play five-on-five hockey, and that's that's going to be to our strength, and special teams is going to be to their strength, and you know, that's what ended up happening in the game. I thought in the first period, actually, before the first penalty was called, uh, we were doing a really good job, and I uh, thought we had the momentum. I thought we had uh, them kind of in check. Um, I thought they were getting frustrated, um, and then the first power play, they scored on it, and the game kind of turned for them in that regard, but you know, we have to obviously do a better job on special teams, and you know, it starts with with us, we have to give our guys a good structure to, to be successful in, and and then move from there. And then it goes to confidence. And I thought we lost our confidence in that game uh, clearly on the penalty kill and on the power play. Um, and hopefully, we can build that back for today. You know, uh, I guess if you were going to script the first ten minutes of that game, uh, it, it really worked out well for you. You took them out of the game. You got the first goal. Uh, they battled back with a couple. But that goal by Wilman, the shorthanded goal, really kind of was the the big play of the game. You guys could could have tied it up. They got the shorthanded goal there. So uh, I, I guess that was also a big turning point. Yeah, I thought that was the uh, you know that was the literally the key to the game. And what happened, um, you know, we got a puck in our feet, and he you know Wilman uh, won the won the race to the puck, and then made a really good move uh, on the breakaway to score. And that you know when that happens, shorthanded goals are bad at all times. But a shorthanded goal in a two-one game, um, when you feel like maybe I'm gonna get back into it, uh, that's a really a backbreaker. And I think that's what happened in that that instance. We took a hiccup from there, um, and they obviously put it on in the third. But I was. Uh, I was disappointed in, in the fact like, that there didn't need to be a lot of penalties in that game, uh, and I thought that you know it was it was a game that uh, the refs got involved in that they probably didn't need to, um, and then that that got away from us. You know, but that's on, again that's on us, and we don't want to keep our sticks in places where we're not going to get called, and uh, make sure we skate through other people's sticks as well. Well, uh, their second goal, I was wondering, did you actually wind up using your challenge in that uh, situation? Ultimately, they looked at it on video and the goal was upheld, but I'm wondering if you, if you, if you went to the challenge on that. No, I didn't challenge it. Uh, they went over to it themselves. I was actually asking him about a, what I thought had been a, a penalty right before it, um, and I asked him why it wasn't called. And, and um, you know, actually the official took it upon himself to go check the goal. Um, but I, I thought that uh, you know we had, had a, a got, kind of got a stick in the face probably ten seconds before the puck ended up in our net, um, and I had hoped that they would you know call that. And I just really wanted to know why they didn't call it. Um, he said he didn't see it, so we moved on. But they, they checked that on their own. Mm. Um, the, Alex Carl got mixed up a little bit with Cockrell there. Uh, he wound up getting thrown out of the game, but all, but good uh, restraint, I thought, by Alex. You know, uh, the, there were a few punches thrown, but Alex uh, wound up with uh, a lot of restraint there, and uh, uh, you wound up, uh, you know, getting a power play out of it. Well, you know, the funny thing about that play, and I, I've asked the question since the game, I haven't gotten an answer yet, but why did Alex get a penalty at all? Um, all he did was get jumped from behind, the kid went right for his head, um, and then he started throwing punches, and Alex throw a punch. Alex was cut. Um, you know, I, I was disappointed in the way that play was called. Um, that Alex did a great job on uh, showing that restraint. He knows we only have six healthy defensemen, so you know, he, we can't afford to have him get a game or anything like that, or any of our defensemen. So I was really pleased with that. 
Um, and I was, you know, power plays like that, the way that one occurred was we played the first two minutes four on four, and then the next three, five on four, and those kinds of nearly as effective as the full five-minute five on four power play, which I thought we should have earned at that point. Um, but they obviously saw it differently and uh, made the call on Alex, too. But I, I think that's a habit call because Alex didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He didn't throw a punch. He didn't lift his hands. He didn't take his gloves off. I uh, got his helmet ripped off, and they got punches in the face and, and got two minutes for it. But, um, but you know, whatever. You know, that was a situation where I was really impressed with his, you know, the way he handled it. And uh, that young man has another game to sit, and, and Alex is obviously healthy to play. Well, Scott, uh, Ryan Cook, I thought, had a strong game on Monday. He looks to be playing more aggressive, more assertive, uh, both tactically and uh, uh, physically as well. No, he's done a good job, and he's. I think his confidence has really grown. We've uh, given him some power play time, and he kills a lot of penalties for us. Uh, he's, he's certainly our most physical player, um, and he's done a really good job. Early in the year when he was physical, it almost led to a penalty one out of every two times. Cause he hits he, he hits hard and uh, hard and loud, and um, now I think he's playing using his body uh, more effectively because he's not going for the big hits, uh, but he's still just as physical. So, no, he's played really well for us and put himself in good position on the ice. Scott, a uh, big weekend of hockey here. You're up in Vermont taking on the Catamounts. This is a team that uh, just won hockey's when uh, you know they're going to be desperate in their building. They've got some guys who can score, Kaufman, Coughlin, Esposito. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the Catamounts as you open up this uh, series tonight? Well, I, you know, I'm shocked at what their record is right now. Um, I think they have a, you know, they have a good team. I mean, it, it, coming into the season, I would never have uh, seen them in this position. Um, but you know, they are there for a reason, so we have to try to exploit that. But um, you know, I think that one thing you'll see is that they're going to play desperate tonight, and they're going to play uh, really, really hard. And the really key to this game, maybe even to the whole weekend, is the first period tonight. If we can, uh, you know, survive that and uh, even come out of it with either. A Tire a one goal lead, uh, that would be huge for us. Uh, our confidence, and also not letting them, them get off the schneid. Um, that that will be our biggest challenge is facing them. Uh, it's alumni weekend here. You, you know, you've been in this building. It's a very exciting place to play. The students will be out in force, I'm sure. Um, so it will be a fun atmosphere, and our players just need to respond with kind of composure and poise and play through it. And I think we can be fine. We just need to be ready for for that first ten minutes. And the MVP of their team, I think, Scott, has been the goaltender, Stefanos Lekas. Uh, you know, he may be one of the best goaltenders, if not only in hockey, East, but maybe in the country. Yeah, he's very good. I, it's funny, Stefanos went to my hockey camp years and years ago, and he's a great kid. Um, but he, his success is based upon his, his aggressiveness. He's an extremely aggressive goalie. I think he actually catches people off guard because he'll, he'll come out of his net. You know, you, you won't even see him in the paint. Um, so his aggression we need to use to our advantage tonight. We talked about we showed some video on it this morning. Uh, just making sure and move that, moving him laterally, uh, is a good thing because he's not a big goaltender and he does really load up on the first option. Um, but he's been very successful, so you know it's, it's he's he's not an easy guy to beat. We just need to beat him with second chances, and we need to beat him by going lateral. Um, but he's a really talented player, and they really pack it in around him and just try to basically with the puck hits him, then they're just clearing pucks and bodies. So it will be a physical game. It'll be really physical in front of the nets. Scott, looks like there's some uh, rotation in terms of the line combinations. Uh, what can you tell us in terms of uh, what we'll see tonight? 
Well, we're going to come back. We, you know, we had. I was really pleased with uh, Simeone Bales and, and Lane McKay uh, in the last game. You know, those, all three of those players had sat for a while, and I thought they plugged themselves into the lineup. I thought they played. They might have been our best line in the game because they were so structured and detailed. Um, and so we came back with them again, and, and Tyler Jevich will be our 13th forward. Um, and he can play you know, anywhere and up and down the lineup, so that he'll be very, very helpful tonight. Uh, we obviously don't have any rotation on defense because we only got six, uh, but they're healthy. And, and we had two guys that were you know, at one point in that game, the third period, we were only playing with four. Uh, so we were quite nervous we would be missing both those guys this weekend. So we're not, which is good. Uh, and we're going to come back with Craig tonight. I thought Craig battled hard. He had some unfortunate uh, luck, if you will, in that game. Uh, some bounces that kind of got the best of him, where we got in a position where he had to make a great save and just couldn't get to it. Uh, so we're going to go back with him and, and see you know, how he handles it tonight. And then tomorrow will be just a different story. Well, Scott, before we let you go, uh, just wanted to touch on uh, something Mike McMahon talked about. Uh, Frozen Fenway next year, originally that was scheduled. Uh, looks like it may not happen now. Uh, what do you know about that? Yeah, unfortunately, it, has, it is not happening. Um, what happened was that uh, I guess Fenway's doing construction at the end of the next season, um, and that's going to bleed into that time of year, and it's just going to shut off certain parts of the park that would make it impossible to have a Frozen Fenway event. Uh, so our game with Lowell will we'll move to uh, Merrimack, which is good. It was our home game, so now we get that game back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we'll keep it on the same date. Um, Norm and I spoke about it the other day, um, keeping it on January 4th. We both play right before that, so it doesn't make sense to try to give our players a longer break because we can't because of our other games. Uh, so we'll play that in the fourth, and I think it'll be a good um, it'll, it'll be a good show. It'll be a good weekend. Lowell's obviously a rival. Having him at home uh, is great. You know, the Frozen Fenway is a great experience, but uh, league games, I'm happy we're playing it at home. All right, Scott, I uh, want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Good luck tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks, Scott. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. He's Scott Borick, head coach of the Merrimack Warriors. Mike Macknick and I will be back with the starting lineups next. You're listening to Merrimack Warrior Hockey from Burlington, Vermont, on the Merrimack Radio Sports Network.